What's up, guys? Welcome to today's show. I'm going to be speaking about protein. What is protein? Why is it so important? Protein for weight loss, preventing weight gain. How protein helps us gain muscle and strength and the negative effects of protein, if there are any. And finally, how much protein we need. So let's get started with the show. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're all having a great week. Like I said in the intro, we're going to be talking about protein today. All things protein, protein protein-based foods, and why it's important for our diets, for strength, for muscle gain. So first of all, I'm going to start with what is protein protein and it's probably one of the biggest things when assessing clients um, nutritional intake and looking at their food diary it does be severely lacking and particularly for women we just don't get enough proteins in our diets and it's for a number of different reasons so I'm going to try to break those down and maybe give some information on how we can actually increase our protein intake and little tips and tricks that we can get it in throughout the day but let's first look at what protein is and establish why it's so important for us whether we are living a sedentary life or we're active or we're even athletes so when we look at proteins proteins basically are like building blocks for our body they're used to make things like obviously muscle tendons organs skin right up to enzymes hormones um, neurotransmitters um, and even molecules so you can see from that chain that they are pretty important in what they provide for us and when we break it down and look at proteins they really consist of smaller molecules called amino acids I'm sure you've heard that thing people um, anyone that's kind of involved in the gym and their BCAAs and they've heard the term amino acids but not fully understood why or what they do for us or um, why they're taken or they've they've paid money for something that they don't necessarily um, need but um, when we look at amino acids they link together like um, if you were to look at say like a piece of string like beads on a string um, and these are what are called long protein chains and what happens is then they they kind of fold into these complex shapes and your body produces some of these amino acids themselves but we have to obtain others um, known as essential amino acids and we get that through our diet um i'm sure people have heard those terms and have probably not linked a couple of them together but we need to get some of those essential amino acids acids from our diet and when we look at our protein content and how we're consuming it, protein, it's not only about quality, but also, sorry, not also about quantity, but also about the quality. And generally, animal protein provides all of the essential amino acids um, in the right ratio for us to make us, uh, to make full use of them. And if you think about it, that really makes sense as animal tissue um, is actually quite similar to our own if you're eating animal products quite regularly like so obviously um meat fish eggs dairy every day you're more than likely getting in enough protein okay however if you don't eat animal products 
you're not going to be getting all your protein needs and the essential amino acids your body needs um it's going to be a little bit more challenging if you're not consuming any sort of animal products um, if you're following a plant-based diet it can most certainly can be done but it's going to take a little bit more work and a little bit more planning throughout your day if you're going to hit your protein needs um, and your micronutrient needs and of course your essential amino acids now that we've established what protein is and took a little bit of a deeper dive into what it actually can do for us let's look at how it can aid weight loss and actually prevent weight gain and we've looked at why protein is um, so important to us and what it can actually do for us but it's very very important when it comes to losing weight and it's something that um, I preach and I stress um, to my clients over and over and over again about increasing their protein intake um, I know people have this big association, um, particularly with women. The mindset is that if you're consuming lots and lots of protein, that it's going to make them big and it's going to make them bulky. But this is not the case whatsoever. Um, but when we look at it from a weight loss aid and a preventative way, it's it's absolutely essential for us to be uh, consuming the adequate amount of protein. Um, so when we look at losing weight, I'm sure all is known at this stage, you need to consume fewer calories than you burn to lose weight, effectively create that calorie deficit. Evan suggests that if we consume anywhere between 25 to 30% of our total daily calories come from protein, it can actually help boost our metabolism by up to anywhere between 70 to 100 calories per day and that's in comparison to say a lower protein diet which is a huge um kick for us when we're trying to obviously burn as many calories as possible in the most effective and efficient way as possible um if we can get that actual boost of another 100 calories you can imagine how that would add up across the week for us like it's 700 calories um across a full week so that's a huge gain for us just by simply consuming the adequate amount of protein that we need um and when we look at other effects like with protein when it comes to it um one of the most important contributions that protein will actually make to weight loss um it's an actually the ability to reduce your appetite um and obviously that's going to reduce the number of calories that we're looking to um, we might want to consume so we're feeling fuller for longer we're going to feel much better we're going to be more satisfied with the foods that we're consuming and that's all down to to eating the adequate amount of protein because protein is better than fat or carbs for keeping you full just to give you an idea of what the science is saying and what certain studies have found and in one particular study men with obesity consuming 25 percent of their calories from protein increased feelings of fullness as well as reduced late night snacking and obsessive thoughts about food by 50 to 60 percent and in another female only study women who increased their protein intake by 30 percent of their calories ate 441 fewer calories per day and they lost an average of 11 pounds which is about five kilos 
by simply adding more protein to their diet. And that's just a small, simple change that they've made an adjustment and measured it across a 12-week period just by increasing their protein intake to 30% of their calories, 441 fewer calories. Can you imagine that with the increase then in your metabolism of another 100? That's 500 um, calories per day simply by making that quick adjustment. Um, but when we look at protein, whatever your, your negative or your positive impact it has, depending on where you're starting on your fitness journey, um, it can it can also prevent weight gain. And that's another one um, that people don't really look at when they come to it. They look at a phase of, I'm going to go on a diet and they'll do it within like a 6, 8, 10, 12 week kind of block. Um, but it's important to consume that adequate amount of protein after you've finished that calorie deficit phase and you're going back to a maintenance phase that you still consume adequate amounts of protein. It's not just um, for that set period. While it is important, it's important to maintain certain levels of protein afterwards because it also prevents you regaining weight. Um, and in one particular study, the modest increase, say, of say 15 to 20% of the calories reduced the amount of fat people regained after weight loss so and this was an increase this was a reduction by 50 percent so you usually have this rebound effect after you've had a diet so people will lose um say you know two four six eight ten kilos whatever it might be people often regain some of that weight post diet because they've relaxed in their calorie intake and in particular their protein intake they're not as measured with their intakes so if you were to actually maintain consuming your protein it might reduce or possibly reduce if you consume 15 to 80 percent of it with um for your calories the amount of fat that you might regain by 50 percent which is a huge number and a huge return on something so simple um for people to do so we just switch tact here and look at protein from the angle of gaining muscle and strength. I'm sure this is what most people are familiar with when they think of consuming protein, about getting big and getting bulky and gaining muscle. Um, and some see that as a negative, a negative thing, but obviously it's not. When we look at our muscles, they're largely made of protein. And with most body tissues, Muscles are dynamic and they're constantly being broken down and rebuilt, particularly if we're avid gym goers or we play sports. And even in our daily activities like lifting boxes or um, even some uh, housework or stuff out in the garden, they're constantly being broken down and rebuilt. So to gain muscle, your body has to synthesize more muscle protein than it breaks down. So in other words, the, there needs to be a net positive protein balance in your body and it's often called a nitrogen balance as protein is high in nitrogen. Um, and for people that want to build muscle, you're gonna, you'll obviously hear them or see them eat more protein as well as increasing their exercise and the higher protein intake can certainly help build muscle and strength when we combine those two. Um, 
and if we look at it from a different perspective and those who want to maintain their muscle mass so if they've been like people call it a bulking phase for example and um, when they're in a surplus of calories they've probably packed on some nice lean muscle mass if they want to obviously build that they're going to have to go with that approach obviously with their training and eat an adequate amount of protein um but then when they come to this you'll hear the term a cut so obviously they're trying to reduce body fat to reveal that the muscle that they've built um they'll still need to increase their protein intake because when you're losing body fat um a high protein intake can help prevent the muscle loss that usually occurs when we are restrictive with our calorie intake and on a so-called diet so is there an optimal amount we should be consuming for muscle gain and studies have tried to pinpoint the optimal amount but there's varying degrees in the levels and the amounts that you, sh you should consume um it's, it's hard to give an exact figure and because of the, there's, there's certain conflicting study results but it's anywhere between 0 0.7 to 1 gram per pound. So 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kg of body weight seems to be the kind of bracket and the range that people generally fall into. And there's a kind of a um, agree to disagree on it between the studies. So you're talking 1.6 to 2.2 grams of protein per kg of body fat so for example if you're a uh, hundred kgs um, you would be looking at an intake of 160 grams so might be a lot for some people um, might be might be very easy for some people um, but they're the kind of the ranges that we're looking at and if you're looking at 100 kg that would be the lower end right up to 200 to 220 grams which would might be a lot of work for some people and if you're carrying a lot of body fat for example you can see where this estimate might be astronomical for some so either it'd be better for you to actually either use your lean mass or your goal weight instead of your total body weight um and it's most likely your lean mass that determines the amount that your protein of your protein that you're going to need. So you're going to have to figure out what that is, particularly if you're carrying a lot of body fat. OK, so hopefully you're sold on the positive impact protein can have when it comes to your diet, weight loss, preventing weight gain, muscle gain and increasing your strength and just with everything and I'm sure you've all heard that there are negative effects to a higher protein intake in your diet and we're going to have a little bit of a deeper dive into that here now and probably the biggest thing and the biggest rumor or myth i should say um, when it comes to having a higher protein diet is that it can cause kidney damage and osteoporosis but there is no science out there that supports either of those claims however if we look at a little bit more in depth protein restriction is helpful for pro uh, for people with pre-existing kidney problems but there's no evidence that protein can cause kidney damage in healthy people in fact if you look at a higher protein intake may lower blood pressure and actually help fight diabetes which are two of the main risk factors for kidney disease um 
And any of the, I suppose, the detrimental assumed effects of protein on kidney function are greatly outweighed by the positive effects um, of these risk factors. Okay, so looking at some people have claimed that too much protein can lead to osteoporosis. But research, again, shows that it can actually prevent the condition. Um, so overall, guys, with the negative effects, there's no evidence that a reasonably high protein intake has any adverse effects in healthy people trying to optimize their health. So it's all good when it comes to your protein intake. If you've taken anything on board from this, it's that you need to increase your protein intake. And we're going to discuss now how you can get more protein into your diet. And, you know, some of these might be pretty obvious and pretty simple, but when they're active, they're not acted upon. They just go to waste. So if we're looking to get more protein in our diet, simple things like you could increase the amount of protein rich foods might be a, a complete obvious one here, but the likes of meat. So you have chicken, turkey, beef, pork, um, fish, likes of salmon, sardines, um, haddock, trout, eggs, of course, dairy, milk, cheese, yo yogurt, um, like the kidney beans, chickpeas, lentils. And there's so many different options there available for people. So it's not just enough to say that, oh, I don't like fish, oh, I don't like chicken, I don't like turkey. There's plenty of options out there, guys. It just needs and it takes a little bit more planning um, for you. You need to be a little bit more... Um, productive in planning your day and how you're going to go about getting in that extra protein um like if you are on a particular diet so like if you're eating low carb then you could choose like the the fattier cuts of meat if you're not on a low carb diet um you could try and emphasize the lean meats as much as possible this is going to make it it's going to make it easier to keep protein high without getting in too many calories so if you're on a calorie cap also, again, I'm not a big fan of it, but I do it myself um, and with clients as well. Would recommend if it's going to be an issue, if we can, we have to look at work schedules and restrictions on when people can eat and when they consume certain foods. You might just have to look at a protein supplement. And there's plenty of those out in the market, but obviously you're going to try and fit one that suits your dietary needs. Some people obviously shop by flavor or particular brands. There's plenty out there to choose from, guys. So it's important that you make the correct choice when it comes to it and make sure, obviously, that it's getting an adequate amount of protein in the shake. So you're looking at anywhere, something as reasonable as about 20 kind of grams. Um, and like I said, there's many different varieties or many different brands out there with added benefits to some of them as well but make sure it's a choice that bets best suits your needs when it comes to choosing your protein supplements with that being said guys i think that's a really good place to wrap it for today on all things protein i'm sure i have some of you sold on the benefits of increasing your protein intake whether it's for your diet for your cut for if you're living a sedentary lifestyle whether it's just from mucking about in the garden or doing some work at home we do all need protein so it's important to be hitting your protein needs 
they are a certain building blocks for our bodies. If you are looking to build muscle or to gain strength, of course, protein is important again. And make sure that we get it in from nice, clean, good quality sources. But if needs must, we obviously can revert to our supplements. And again, they need to be good. They need to be clean, reputable brand, uh, reputable brand I should say. And make sure that there's adequate amounts of protein per serving. Like I said, a minimum of 20 grams is a good quality protein. So hope you have a really good week, guys, and you enjoyed the show. As always, if there are any questions, don't be afraid to hit me on social media whether it's facebook tiktok instagram any questions about today's show don't be afraid to get in touch and i will see you all again soon